Hello, hello, lovely souls. Thank you so much for joining us at Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. This is episode number 12, June 14th, 2020. And today we're talking about simplicity and self-care. Wow, right? First of all, wow that we've been doing these podcasts for three months now. Um, We started at the very beginning of COVID. The world is opening itself back up. And that's why today's episode is going to be even that much more powerful with different ideas that you can implement throughout your day to day. Most importantly, taking the time to take care of you. So listen, if you are a 40-something overextended working super mom looking for proactive healthy life habits, you have come to the right place. What I do with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company, is I coach you through the balancing act of juggling, and we work together to help you get unstuck, ignite your passion, and move forward with new direction. It's as simple as that, (laughs) right? Don't we all wish? You know, I'll pass on my magic wand so you can say those same things. But listen, my friends, I am the classic example of my ideal avatar. And what I mean by that is I live the life I talk to you about. You know, I too am always working on improving my healthy habits, improving my mindset. I work on personal development every single day. I have three kids and I'm going to be sharing a lot more about that, my personal story in today's episode, but I'm not just sharing or saying information to you. This is details that I share and implement on a daily basis, different strategies to help keep my energy levels high and help me live my best life possible. What I really do at the end of the day is I hold people accountable I hold myself accountable. I hold my family accountable. I hold my friends accountable, whether they realize it or not. I've held my clients accountable in the past when they were coming to my small group fitness classes or when we were doing different coaching practices. And that's what it's all about. It's taking an idea that that resonates with you and practicing it into your day to day. So grab a piece of paper, get a pen, make some notes and sit back and relax. Maybe grab your tea because we're going to have a really good monologue. I want to say conversation, but it's never a conversation. It's me chatting until you give me your feedback. And then it's, then it's a conversation. As you know, I always welcome feedback. But grab your, grab your pen, grab your paper, grab your favorite drink. It is Sunday night. So whatever you choose and get comfortable. We're not going to go on for too, too long today. But I do want to share some key points about simplicity and self-care. As I promised, I am going to be talking a little bit about why I feel empowered and encouraged to share some strategies with you. For those that know me personally, and I know not everybody does as I'm expanding this to a worldwide network, um, I have three girls. They are now 22, 20, and 18. I have two bonus sons. One's older and he lives out of the house. He's almost 30. And my um, youngest bonus son, he's 14. So we do have him with us every day. But my three girls is who I'm going to, or is what I'm going to be speaking about and addressing a little bit today. Because for the majority of my life, I was taking care of those girls. And I had to balance self-care, going to work, dinners, homework, running them around to their activities, whether or not I was with my ex-husband at the time or whether or not I was on my own, 
those different stages all had a role. So I can completely relate to all of you moms listening right now that don't know what to do next, that don't know the right strategies to implement when it comes to self-care or when it comes to so when I say self-care, I just want to, I just want to say self-care is things like downtime, reading, candle, bubble bath, a breath, smelling the flowers, you know, personal development's a little bit different. Taking care of yourself physically, um, like setting up a successful morning routine or meal planning, setting up lunches, those things are very important, but they're not exactly the self-care that I want to talk about today. Today, I want to talk about finding the time to keep your own cup full so your children, your partner, your peers, your employer, your clients, whatever role you're playing with people, they can take what they need from you because let's be honest, they're going to take it anyways. <laughs> um, so three girls, let's let's talk about this. Um, Megan, Renee, and Brooke in that order. So Megan was over yesterday with her um, her son. So she had a baby. He is six weeks old and you've heard me talk about this on some of the other podcasts. And he, they were over yesterday with my parents. So I'm very fortunate and very thankful that I moved back to St. Thomas four years ago. I had moved away for 20 years and I came back and the rest of my girls moved back very quickly within the year after um, my youngest and I had settled here. So we're all visiting yesterday. My mom comes by with my dad and, and um, Megan comes by with the baby Hudson and I was holding him and holding him and just sitting there relaxing and holding them. And she's like, mom, I can, I can take them. I'm like, no, it's good. I'm just going to hold him. And she looked at me. I'm like, I didn't get a chance to hold you girls enough when you were little. How many of you are nodding your head that you know exactly what I mean? My girls were 22 months apart. (laughs) Now, if you ask my middle daughter, she's going to point at Megan and point at Renee with two thumbs going two different directions and say, there's oops and oops, she did it again. I wouldn't trade a thing. Um, Life happens. They are the blessings the biggest blessings I've ever had. And there's been turbulence, believe me. Taking girls through the teenage years has never been easy. And I can't speak for boys yet. I haven't done it. But um, three girls in one shot, bang, bang, bang. It's an opportunity to really ground yourself. It's an opportunity to practice patience. It is a very limited opportunity, my friends, for self-care. But it's when you need it the most. And as you're listening to me share some of my experience today, remember, I was and I've been working full time. Whether you're working, I'm working for myself or I was working for a company. I spent 25 years in corporate. I was commuting to work. I was coming back home to the kids. I was making meals. I was taking them to their activities. You know, they grew up, but then I needed to drive them to work, drive them to their friend's house. Living in the country with them meant I had to take them everywhere. Um, So, and I'm not saying this was me exclusively alone all the time, but for the majority of the time, yes, absolutely, 100%. I lived hours away from my parents. So, I understand where you're at. I understand how it's like to prioritize what needs to be done versus what you want to do versus what's a priority and what's important. Um, and somebody else's version of important is in a priority is completely different than what yours may or may not be. 
All right, ready? Catch your breath. (sighs) Let it all out. Before we go too much further, I want you to think about how this relates to the world going back and stepping out of COVID. We're heading into phase two, phase three in some areas of getting back to the day-to-day. And yes, the day-to-day is going to look a little bit different. And now some of you moms are homeschooling or you're trying to juggle working from home while you're taking care of your children's education. So you might not be taking them to their activities or their jobs, but maybe you are. And you're also homeschooling and you're also trying to keep the fridge full because everybody's home and they're bored and they're emotionally eating. So take what I'm suggesting, take some ideas. I'm sure there's an idea or two somewhere in these stories today, because today I'm going to open up about my girls and yes, I'm smiling, I'm beaming. How could I not? They're beautiful young ladies and you know, whatever stories that you hear today and however you take it, I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed that we have the connection that we have now. It wasn't always easy. So take what you can from this experience and know that this is an experience. This is your story to tell. This is just my story today. And I'm going to share bits and pieces of it with you and why simplicity in life and self-care, whether you see them as two separate things or you blend them together, it doesn't matter how they make a big difference as it applies to you right now, as it might apply to you in the future, and as you might be able to make some tweaks with your day-to-day. Okay, you ready? Simplicity and self-care and how it relates to my girls. All right, it started off about 20 years ago when my second daughter was born. Actually, no, that's not true. About 18 years ago when my third daughter was born, And I was nursing her and my middle daughter, Renee, at the time decided it was time to potty train. Every single time I was trying to feed Brooke, Renee needed to potty train. Eventually I got smarter than the three of them because Megan's off somewhere else. And I brought the potty right where I was sitting down to nurse Brooke. (laughs) Ha! One for mommy, zero for the kids. Fast forward a little bit longer. And the only, only peace and quiet I had was when I went to the bathroom until they learned how to pick a lock. They learned how to pick a, um, you're laughing, aren't you? I can hear you. I can see you guys laughing. The girls learn to pick a lock and realize I was stuck in a corner and they got me. So they knew that when I was going to the bathroom, that was no longer my quiet time. I was cornered. Sucks to be me. I'll be honest. Yep. Okay. I'm sure you're laughing. Don't laugh. It's going to happen to you. Get a better lock. Get two or three locks for your bathroom because you should be able to have some moments of peace. So let's fast forward about, I don't know, eight years. And so now we're talking about four or five years ago. And for those that know me well, my middle daughter, Renee is really tall. She is six feet tall. I'm five, four. So right inches different. So we're going through the teenage years And if she was out of line or misbehaving and I went to grab her phone, she grabbed my phone, held it over her head and laughed at me. Stop laughing, my friends. This is what I had to deal with. Or sometimes I would be working all day, coming home to work on some personal training clients, um, especially at that time I was working with them in a nursing home. Oh my goodness. This was an amazing role. I have to take a second and share. 
I was working with a lady in a nursing home for two years. She was 96 years old. She was 98 years old when she passed away. She actually passed away when I moved. Her name was Lois. And I went five days a week to go and visit with her to nursing home to keep her moving, to keep her talking, to go over memory and movement. And she was hilarious. She was wonderful. So I would do my day job. I would go home. I would work with her a little bit and work with some other clients. And then literally I would cook dinner. Well, that's not true. I would buy groceries most um, one night a week and then I would meal prep and set things up. And then I would cook dinner for the night. That's more accurate. Then from like 6.30 at night until 9.30 at night, I would be dropping off and picking up kids for work. <laughs> I would be exhausted. I would do it again the next day and the next day. And it's like, no wonder I would crash by 10 o'clock at night. At that point, I wasn't as settled into routine. At that point, I was barely trying to take care of myself. Who can relate to this? You know, meal prep happened if I was lucky Dinners happened, but it was more in the car, driving them to work, picking them up, driving one to an activity, picking them up. Fast forward a couple years, somebody needs to learn how to drive. Oh, there's homework still. And now you're dealing with teenagers that talk back. And did I mention the girls who always had friends over, who talked a lot, who ate a lot, who played a lot? It was amazing. But where in any of this do you think I had time for self-care? <laughs> No, it didn't happen very much. It certainly didn't happen the way it should have when it should have happened. Thankfully, since then, I have fallen into a much healthier routine. I don't snap at my kids. Even when I do see them now, I don't snap at them. I get to hold my grandson. I have 2 a.m. chats with my oldest when I'm over there on night duty. You know, when Renee or Megan or Brooke were to come, come over, you know, sometimes we just sit and chat for hours or we I don't want to say we play, but we'll play card games or board games, or we'll just talk and connect. We'll revisit stories, but it's completely different now. And do you know why? I'm grounded. No, I'm not in trouble. Not that kind of grounded, but I take the time to take care of myself. I try to keep my routine simple. We all know my energy is not simple. My energy is huge, but my routine is pretty simple. I meal plan. I meal prep. I do laundry when I know I'm going to be doing laundry normally. Normally it's on the weekend. Sometimes it's during the week, but normally it's on the weekends. I have a schedule. I have bookends to my day, a beginning of my day and an end to my day. Within those bookends, I look forward to date night with my honey every night around 9.15 or 9.30. We watch a show together once a week. That is the end of my day. So I am done with my clients. I take a break between four and seven most days. I have a schedule. I am grounded. I have routine. In that routine, I have time to take care of myself. And it's not just because my kids are older. Um, there were bits and pieces of my life in the past where I took care of myself, but I haven't implemented. I didn't have the chance or the opportunity or the knowledge to implement what I'm sharing with you right now. I want to help keep you accountable. I want to help you be the best version of yourself. You know, when I was taking time to run, that was self-care. I remember my kids, they used to say, mommy, I know it's time away from us. And yes, they sometimes still call me mommy. Um, but you are such a better person for going for a run. And it's true. 
How many of you have noticed that when you go and and go for your bike ride or go for your walk or just breathe, maybe you're doing yoga, maybe you're just watching the trees sway in the wind. It doesn't matter what it is that you're doing. Maybe you're having wine with girlfriends. When you come back to your family, are you not more energized and recharged than you were before you left? And that's the whole case in point. Of course, there were moments like that growing up. And I'm not saying, well, when they were growing up, (laughs) of course I was growing up too, but, and I'm not saying that there wasn't, I'm just giving you the big picture perspective. You know, about four years ago, I came into a routine where I would have a bath a certain night during the week. And that night changed over time, but having a bath and sitting in the tub with bubbles, I'll be honest, is certainly relaxing for me. You know, I, whatever worries I have, I put them down the drain. Going to the beach is part of self-care for me. It's hard with COVID. It got shut down. Our local beaches are not open yet. But hearing the sounds of the waves, seeing like the sand under my toes and just watching everything totally brings me to different element. So for me, that's self-care. Like I said, a bath with bubbles is self-care. Lighting a candle, reading a book. Those things are self-care. I don't have to worry about locking myself into a bathroom and being bombarded anymore, especially with three of them. <laughs> mummy, mummy, mummy. Um, and it was a competition, right? With them so close in age. So holding my grandson yesterday for hours was precious. And maybe that's what grandchildren are all about. But I think what life is all about and what COVID's taught a lot of us is what's really, really, really important. You know, simplicity is important. Self-care is important. And these are some of the things I really want you to think about when you are making the shift to go back to your old reality. And it's going to look different, but what can you do differently to add the self-care to your day-to-day routine? You know, perhaps you're commuting to work. Can you listen to your favorite podcasts? These are great little snippets to listen to halfway to work and then maybe halfway back. Or if you're driving for an hour, listen to this all the way there and listen to a different one all the way back. Listen to an audiobook. I used to love listening to an audiobook when I was commuting. Loved it, loved it when I wasn't um, when I was commuting further. So in many cases, when it comes to simplifying your life and self-care, so self-care can come in the form of weight loss, healthy habits, movement mindset. It can talk about some of those other things I had, or sorry, it can also be some of those other things I had mentioned, bath, candles, time alone, going away for a girl's retreat, anything like that would count as self-care where you're really just taking the time to pause, fill up your own cup, and then bring yourself back a happier, more relaxed. And I don't mean that to be an oxymoron because you can be happy and relaxed together at the same time. But the thing is you're, you're stepping back into your family or your environment or even work as a better version than what you were when you left. For many of us, that's what weekends are like, right? You take Friday, Friday after work, you're done. You come back Monday and you're recharged. I mean, we're not all recharged because many of us work twice as hard on the weekend to get everything done around the week because we don't have that balance that we are so badly craving. I lose track lately over the last three months. I have lost track of when the long weekends were because I'm able to find so much balance in my day to day 
not only am I loving what I'm doing and I am living my life to the fullest potential right now, I'm also finding time daily for self-care because it's a priority. I'm also finding time daily for my partner um, because it's important to me. I'm finding time daily for my friends and my family, whether it's a quick text or a quick phone call or somebody's dropping by in the patio or I'm waving to the neighbors. But it's blending a bunch of these things together so they happen because that's important to me. And what's happened instead over the last three months is I have lost track of long weekends. I did not realize the last long weekend here in Canada was May 2-4. And of course, that was in May, almost a month ago now. And I booked clients to speak with on the holiday Monday because I didn't. So May 2-4, just so you know, is Victoria Day with long weekend. For some reason, half of the Canadian population calls it May 2-4. The other half goes by Victoria Day long weekend. So that's the formal name. I think May 2-4 came along with bringing a 2-4 case of beer camping, but I'm not sure. It's just something I've heard and where I was grown. So that was the last long weekend. I remember I felt a little bit of strife from my parents as to why was I working? My husband didn't care. You know, he, and I just said, I, I'm working because I booked it because I lost track of the fact that it was a long weekend. The big picture is I lost track of the fact that it was a long weekend because it's not something I needed to take time off for. I had so much balance in my life. So how do I help you find that balance when it comes to simplicity and self-care when most of us just don't know where to start? We're going to help you make your life a little bit easier. So here's where that pen and paper come in handy. If you haven't taken any ideas down already, now is a good time. What are some of the things? So let's pretend there's make, make three buckets on your paper and on one of your buckets, call it self-care. And around the word self-care, write down all of the things that make you feel re-energized, that don't take a lot out of you, but make you feel re-energized, okay? The self-care bucket number two, so it's going to be a self-care as well, you can mislabel it. Maybe we'll call this one self-love. What are some of the things in the self-love bucket that you can write down that is just for you? And here's where you might want to put running or working out in one category and maybe a bath in a book in the other category, or you might want to mix it all together in another bucket, family. Those are your three buckets, self-care, self-love, and family. By family, I mean the people who you share your household with, those four walls. It could be a roommate. It could be your husband. It could be your girlfriend. It could be your children. I don't know what that looks like for you, but under family, those are the people that you share your four walls with, your household. And it doesn't have to be blood by any means. It doesn't have to be a married partner, but under family for the four walls, these are people that you are coming home to. These are people that deserve to see you in your best light. Okay. So write down some of the attributes that you want to give your family. Do you want to give them happiness? Do you want to give them kindness? Do you want to give them love? And maybe use a different color pen. What do you want to receive from your family? Maybe you want to receive support. Maybe you want to receive accountability. Maybe you want to receive hugs. It's going to look different for everybody. 
Remember, in the self-care, in the self-love buckets, those are two totally different things. One is to make you feel better about yourself, so to re-energize, and one are things to do to help you slow down but recharge. And, And separate it however you want. It doesn't really matter. But when we're, what we're doing at the end of the day is we're going to be comparing what's in these buckets. And over the next couple of weeks, I want you to, to take in the self-care and the self-love bucket, the qualities that you can implement, not the qualities, I guess the habits that you can implement regularly to help you be a better person for your family. So you can give them those attributes that you want to give them. So you can show up for that person that you want to be. What do you need to do in your self-love and your self-care buckets regularly? Right now, your first step is to identify. And then we're going to think about how we can implement them. Okay? So, are you going to have a bath once a week with candles and lock yourself in the bathroom and that's your time with your book? Not your phone, your book. Okay, maybe your phone, if you're going to put it on the bathroom sink and put the relaxing music on and you're not going to touch it because you can't because it's far away. So maybe a book, bubbles, and some nice relaxing music. Maybe that's in your self-care bucket. Maybe your self-love bucket is you're going to go for a run first or a walk. Or maybe you're going to combine some of this and you're going to combine date night with self-love. So you and your husband are going to take the dog for a walk and then you're going to come home and have a bath. And then you're going to have a date night together. Do you see where I'm going with this? What things can you start to implement or add to your day? So here's another good example. Um, coloring is really good for mindfulness. If you're frustrated, if you've got a lot on the go, if you're thinking in 20 different directions about what's next and you want to settle down, but you don't know what to do, you can grab your coloring book and your crayons, your pencil crayons actually probably work better, and just start coloring nice and easy where your biggest, biggest problem is picking out which color. You're going to see a lot of things are going to go. Your shoulders are going to relax. And a good way of getting your shoulders to relax before you start a creative activity like that is to wiggle your toes. When you wiggle your toes, your shoulders relax and a smile comes on your face. Yes, I'm wiggling my toes and I'm smiling even bigger. But I I can't say grab your your crayons in a coloring book in the middle of craziness. But as you're unwinding through your day, so where I would color um, normally in the winter and the fall is when I'm waiting for our date night. So maybe it's 9 o'clock, 9.15, and we're not quite ready to start a show. The tea's the water is boiling for tea or we're getting a few things set up. All we have to do is press play on um, Netflix. So we're that close to being ready, but we're not quite together in one room yet. I would grab the coloring book and the crayons and I would color for five, 15 minutes. Sometimes it ends up being half an hour, but wouldn't you know I am so relaxed and so zen that it doesn't matter. So it doesn't have to be big what you're adding to your day. Can you get yourself up 5-15 minutes earlier and journal? Can you journal what you're grateful for? I just got through sharing that I am grateful for my girls. I am grateful for the life that I have. I am really, really, really grateful for every single experience that has brought me here today. So I can be on this show and share with you that it does get easier. It does get better. But it starts with 
some simple habits and one foot in front of the other. And the best way we're going to get started today was, is with that self-care, that self-love, and that family bucket. So remember, in your family bucket, you're thinking two things. What you want to give to your family when you're around them, because they're going to take this anyways, or they're going to expect these things from you. And what you want to receive from your family. We're going to talk about the receiving later. And then in your self-care bucket, in your self-love bucket, those are two different things. One's to energize yourself and one's to rejuvenate yourself. How you identify those things in those two buckets is entirely up to you. It could be creative element, music, painting, coloring, doing a vision board, knitting. That could be one of your buckets. Going for a run, a bike ride, a walk could be in one of your buckets. Self-care could actually be connecting with your loved one. Maybe it's watching a comedy show with one of your kids or a one-on-one time with them. I did that all the time. I, I didn't get to explaining this, but with three girls close in age, I would sometimes sneak into the room because two of them shared a room and then the other one was on their own. Megan was normally on her own and Brooke and Renee shared a room and they fought every single night over the light. Brooke needed the light on, Renee needed the light off. So every single night, bedtime was a fight. And you can imagine bath time took forever with three of them, but it doesn't matter. That's not where I'm going with this. So um, I would sneak into the room on a Saturday morning, one of the rooms, either Megan or Renee and Brooks, and I would wake one of the kids up, hear me out, one of the kids up, and I would say, do you want to go to the farmer's market with me? Just me, you and mommy, that's it. Well, that kid, whichever one it was, would get out of bed so very quickly, get up, brush her teeth, brush her hair. Actually, it was brush your teeth and comb your hair is what I would always say, and get in the car within five minutes. That's how desperately they wanted mummy time by themselves. And I would take a different child the next week and a different child the week after or one to the movies, but it took me a long time to come up with this and it worked. And sometimes we'd be gone for hours and sometimes we wouldn't be gone as long. But I will say, even to this day with my youngest being 18 years old, she loves one-on-one time with me. They love one-on-one time with me. You can do that same thing right now and have a one-on-one date night with your child if you have multiple children and watch their favorite comedy show together. Just like you would with your partner or if you're by yourself, make yourself a magical date night. Put your favorite show on, have yourself your show to look forward to, and that will be part of your self-care or your self-love. You can combine these things together. So there's a couple of other ideas I have for you, and I'm not going to go on for too, too long because we're already at, at half an hour or so, but my commitment is to help you live a happier, healthier, fuller life, right? By doing that, I want to give you some different ideas um, in terms of self-care, self-love, your family, and simplifying it all. The first one is to give yourself a time out. And it doesn't matter what that looked like. It could be going to your door handle before you walk in or out of the house each day and counting to 10. So before you open the handle to leave the house, count to 10. That's enough of a pause to collect your breath, take a step outside and start anew. Take that same technique and apply it when you're coming back into the house at the end of the day. It's amazing. You are leaving work at work and you're starting your evening. It's a separation of sorts. 
Another good way of pausing is to do your activity before you come home if you can. Do your running around before you come home if you can. Find a way of enjoying the moment and making it an experience. It's hard to be loving to others when you are emotionally charged up and angry. So you need to remember that everybody else is going through something as well. But they're especially feeding off you if you're if they're counting on you and they're leaning into you and you're not able to give them what they need, they're going to take it anyways. And this is where that family bucket's coming in. So if your self-care and your self-love is pretty full on a regular basis, you're going to have no problem giving your family what they need. Time, love, attention, happiness, ease, simplicity, process, Whatever it is that they count on you for. Money. (laughs) Money, right? But if you're exhausted all the time, you don't want to go to work. You're not going to want to do your best. You're not going to be able to necessarily make the money, right? If you're exhausted all the time, you're not going to be able to eat and make smart decisions. So you're not going to be able to eat the best food choices for you. And we all know that we die from diseases. Diseases caused by inflammation, which is caused by stress. So the more you can keep yourself your funnel or your bucket of self-care and self-love full, you're able to give your family what they need. Eventually you will take what you need from them. And that's, what's going to happen. Remember how I said on the family side that there's you, there's what you need to receive from them and what you need to give from them. You might need to communicate what you need to receive from them. But eventually when you keep your self-care and your self-love buckets full and you implement as much as you can on a regular basis, you will naturally give and receive exactly what you need from your family. But it comes with taking care of yourself first. And it comes, one of the ways you can do that in terms of a very simple healthy habit is to pause. Pause before entering a room. Pause before leaving a room. Like a house. Maybe not maybe not the bathroom to the bedroom. But somewhere in the house. Like out, out the door, back in the door. It helps you remember that whatever happened in the house stays in the house. Whatever happens at work or outside stays there. So you're able to separate the two. And it also gives you an opportunity to think about how you want to feel versus a position or a limited belief that you have or somebody else's opinion that you might react to. Simplifying is going to help you stay focused. When you stay focused, your life is going to be easier You're going to resist temptation and it's going to help you work towards your goals. So simplifying could be having bookends to your day. It could be decluttering. It could be managing your bank account. It could be hanging out with the friends that give you energy or that give you a lending ear when you're having a rough day. Not just the friends that take, take, take. And we have both and we have a need for both in our lives. So I'm not saying to ditch your friends. That's not what I'm saying. But make sure you balance out what you need versus what you receive. Because you're always giving and taking. People are always giving and taking around us. But they're going to give and take regardless. So we need to keep our buckets full. Those self-care and those self-love buckets. When you're serious about simplifying, everything becomes more clear. Our minds become more clear, our decisions become more clear, and our day-to-day habits become more clear. It's easier for us to focus. So 
it makes simple choices that much easier. If you know that you're getting up every day at 6 and you're going to bed every day at 10.30, your body will naturally synchronize with that. And if that's not your normal time, adapt to what is your normal time. You don't want to fight against the grain. You want to fit this in as realistically as possible. When it comes to eating, when it comes to making choices, always try to think about the reality in the day-to-day versus justifying the exemption. And what I mean by that is we typically justify the exception when it comes to a lot of things. I justify the exception when I was cleaning up my closet the other day. I put the two buckets back underneath the bed and brought two bags to the Goodwill. I probably could have gotten four bags to the Goodwill and no buckets underneath the bed. I was going through every single piece of clothes and justifying the exception of when I might need them. Who else can admit to doing that, right? We justify the exception of grabbing junk food or something quick because we didn't take the time to eat before we left for the day. Or we're too tired at night to cook. So we're going to justify the exception of, oh, I'm just exhausted today. But in reality, we're exhausted every day. So that excuse can be more often than it actually is. So we decide to take out or we decide to order out or we decide to have something processed for dinner because it's quick and easy versus meal planning and meal prepping and putting something in the crock pot in the morning or thawing the meat earlier in the day or pre-chopping the vegetables. Those are the things that are going to make life easier. And once we streamline some of those processes, everything else comes into play because it may take a block of time now. Identifying those three buckets, self-care, self-love, and self-love and family, might take some time now. It might be an exercise that you work on this week, but it's going to help you. It's like meal planning and meal prepping and planning your week and setting out calendar reminders or checking your bank account. It's a chunk of time now. But it's going to help you in the big picture. So one of the things we can do is to stop justifying exemptions. It's not just for today. It's not just this once. Or, or maybe it is. But if, you, if it's not part of your day-to-day, then it, it doesn't need to happen. So let's think about that and participate more in self-care. Do the self-care more often. Do the self-love more often. Find out what your family needs from you. You don't have to ask them. You know, they're your family. The people that live on those four walls, for this particular description, they are your family. So you know what they need. Do you sit down and have a family dinner? Do they expect you to cook? Do they expect you to clean? Maybe not. Maybe somebody else is doing those things and you're expected to do the homework and the laundry. I don't know. But either way, when you show up, you need to be your best. And You deserve to give your best to the people you love the most, but you should love yourself more than anybody else. And I'm not saying this in a vain way, but again, you cannot continue to give them something you don't have. How you doing? You doing good? Okay. So you're going to ask yourself as you're going through the week, is this an exception or is this the reality? Does this happen often or does this happen every once in a while? Think about that. With every decision that you make that you think is an exception, think about how often it happens. How often are you going through takeout? If you're grabbing lunch to go every single day, 
that's going to be hard on your bank account. That's going to be hard on your waistline. And that's going to be hard on your overall health. That's going to counteract all of your other goals that you're working on. How can we make one simple change to going out for lunch every day? What is it that we can do? I know what we can do. You guys can call me. No, I'm kidding. But this is where taking a block of time, coming up with a plan, and working on preparing your lunch, and then giving yourself a reward for that lunch. Let's just say you're going out every day right now and it's costing you $10 a day for lunch. Give or take, right? So that's $50 a week. You could make yourself some really nice lunches for a lot less than that. Salad, protein shake, leftovers from the night before, and maybe you can buy a tea in the afternoon instead. Or maybe you can just save all of that money and at the end of the month you have $200. Wow, well $200 could pay for something nice. Or it can pay off maybe a credit card bill or a month's worth of groceries, or sorry, a week's worth of groceries, or gas so you can go for a road trip, or maybe money towards a vacation. And you're going to be eating food that's going to fill you up. Maybe that $200 for that first month is going to buy you a couple of new pieces of clothes, some gym wear. I don't know. But that is one simple change that you can do that's going to give you more energy. When it comes time to apply in self-care, ask yourself, do I love it? Does it make me feel good? What does it do for me? And you can track this. You can track your feelings. You can just sit with it. Just enjoy the moment. Um, When it comes time to simplifying your life, do I need it? How does it serve me? Those are some questions you can go ahead and ask yourself. I am here anytime throughout your journey to support you. Many people have sent me messages and I have replied. I will do podcasts based on the topics. I am here to support you on your journey of having helping you make your life a little bit more simplistic when it comes to self-care. Thank you so much for chiming in. Let me know how I continue to inspire you to be better and stronger than your average chick. How I can help you stop getting distracted by things that have nothing to do with your goals. And really, how I can help you awaken your magic so you are living your best life possible. I am here for you at any time. It's Sonia with Fresh Approach Fitness, a wellness company. And thank you so much for chiming in. I would love your feedback on this in any podcast.